Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, February 14th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Noah Osborne. Here are today's headlines. The future of minimum wage for many New Yorkers is about more than money, but change. Governor Hochul is weighing the possibility of raising New York's minimum wage to more than $16 an hour between now and 2026. But progressive groups say that isn't enough and are proposing a minimum wage of more than $20 an hour by 2026. The current inflation is also a factor, with Governor Hochul attempting to link pay to inflation for automatic future increases. New York had at one point boasted the highest minimum wage of $15 an hour about seven years ago. The deadline for Hochul and state legislators to come to an agreement is March 31st. Former President Donald Trump may have already tossed his red hat into the ring, but now he's officially got some competition. That's right, because former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley has announced her bid for the presidency making her the first member of the GOP to oppose Trump in the 2024 presidential election. I gotta say, Christina, it's an interesting position for Haley to find herself in, given that she served under Trump as his ambassador to the United Nations. Yep, and now the two have to go head-to-head in the primaries. And speaking of primaries, today is the last day for voters in New York State to change their party affiliation before the June primary. Voters can do this by making a trip to the DMV or hand-delivering a party enrollment change to their local board of elections. If you're a driver in New York City, you may notice a lot of vehicles with blacked-out license plates. Covering the license plates is used to hide drivers' identities when they speed, pass a red light camera, or misuse bus lanes. The city hasn't been able to read 7% of tags since last year when cameras began to run 24-7. That's from the news site Streets Blog. This resulted in the city losing roughly $38 million in unissued tickets since January 2019. Blocked out license plates are also a safety issue. In the past couple of years, there have been several fatal car crashes where the driver had unidentifiable tags. The city says they will be cracking down on these untraceable cars, although there is not a set plan in place. On this Valentine's Day, Americans are ready to spend in the name of love. According to the National Retail, they'll shell out upwards of $25 billion on loved ones. That's a $2 billion jump from last year. But before you break my heart, why don't we break down what all this spending looks like? Anyway, Noah... It's estimated that more than 50% of spending will go to candy, 40% on flowers, and 21% on jewelry. If you're not into buying candy, flowers, or jewelry, you may want to pick up something special at the Bronx Zoo. WFUV's Taylor Massetta has more. If you had to get your ex a special something this Valentine's Day, what would it be? How about a Madagascar hissing cockroach? Every year, the Bronx Zoo offers their Name a Roach event. For $15, you can symbolically name one of their 10,000 hissing cockroaches after your valentine, or a scorned ex. Either way, they'll receive a ceremonial certificate featuring the named roach. If you increase your donation to the zoo, you can also receive a roach-inspired tumbler or a tote bag, along with a virtual encounter with the roach. Madagascar hissing cockroaches are the biggest roaches in the world. They're nearly 
four inches in length. They hiss as a defense mechanism, but they're very friendly and they rarely enter homes. Flowers may wilt and chocolates may go bad, but as the Bronx Zoo says, roaches are forever. I'm Taylor Massetta, WFUV News. WFUV would like to wish everyone a happy and safe Valentine's Day this year. Roger Waters was just recently in some hot water for his Twitter feud with former bandmate David Gilmour and his wife Polly Sampson. But after we've already seen the dark side of Pink Floyd, he's making headlines for re-recording a classic, The Dark Side of the Moon. In an interview with UK newspaper The Telegraph, Waters says that he was responsible for the song's original creation. The new version is expected to come out this spring. Whoa, we're halfway there. On this day in music history, Bon Jovi started a four-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with Living on a Prayer. Also in music history, Lenny Kravitz scored his first U.K. number one single with Fly Away. Now let's get into some sports headlines with WFUV's Annabelle Watson. The Super Bowl happened over the weekend, but there's some new information football fans might want to hear. Yup, Noah, over 113 million people watched Super Bowl 51 when the Chiefs clipped the Eagles' wings. Start over. You said 51 instead of 57. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's okay. Just start from yes, Noah. <laughs> Yup, Noah, over 113 million people watched Super Bowl 57 when the Chiefs clipped the Eagles' wings. Fox reports it's the third most watched program in television history. The most viewed is Super Bowl 49 between the New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks in 2015. And Annabelle, tell us more about the tragedy that took place in Michigan. All campus activities at Michigan State, including athletics, have been canceled for the next 48 hours. It's in response to a mass shooting that killed three students and injured at least five others. The men's and women's basketball teams were off Monday night, and an upcoming matchup between the men's team and Minnesota has been canceled. With WFUV Sports, I'm Annabelle Watson. Thanks, Annabelle. It's official! The King of Pizza has been crowned in Queens. The Queens Chamber of Commerce spent the past few weeks tallying the votes in the inaugural Queens Best Pizza competition. Now we finally know which slice reigns supreme. But as WFUV's Megan Oftermat reports, the competition celebrated something deeper than just the dishes. Let Philly have its cheesesteaks and leave Maine its lobster. If you're from New York, New York pizza is the best. That's Tom Greck, the president and CEO of the Queen's Chamber of Commerce. The chamber, which has been around since 1911, helps local businesses by advocating for them, providing them with educational opportunities, and offering them resources to expand their businesses. But our bread and butter really is the mom and pops. We have thousands of members with one, two, five, 15 employees in all different areas of, of commerce. Many of those local businesses fall into the food and beverage category. We have 6,000 restaurants in Queens County, which is a huge number. There's 27,000 in the five boroughs. And just like the rest of New York City, Queens' 6,000 restaurants were hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. But they did what they could to support the community. You know, lots of these places went way above and beyond the call of duty. And a lot of the local restaurants that stepped up to the plate gave out New York's signature dish, pizza. Whether they donated pizzas to healthcare facilities like hospitals or offered discounted rates to people that were nurses or, or doctors or firemen. So... Greg and his team at the chamber sat down to try and figure out 
how to thank these local businesses for giving back when they were struggling themselves. Where better and how better to accentuate the positive with a pizza contest where folks can nominate their own pizzerias in their neighborhood, in their districts. But pizza is no joke in Queens. The competition is endless. You know, the local hierarchy rules. But in Howard Beach area, it's New Park Pizza. In places like Maspeth, it's Rose's Pizza. And there's ones in Jamaica, and there's ones in Astoria. I could keep listing them, and during our interview, Greg did. They ended up with over 100 nominations for the best pizza in Queens County. And after all the nominations were in and the votes were counted, the chamber was finally able to crown the king of pizza in Queens this month on National Pizza Pie Day. And just like that, Rocco's of Rock Beach is Queens' best pizzeria. Co-owner Joanne Catrone accepted the award from the chamber on behalf of her family and the restaurant, which is celebrated in the neighborhood for its fresh imported ingredients and their coal-fired pizza. Thank you. I, I'm very humbled. I'm really nervous. My husband and I took a chance. We grew up in the Rockaways, going to the beaches here. We just didn't show up on Beach 115 and decided to open up a restaurant. We are part of this community. We believe in this community. And we took a chance. People don't Even after all the slices were handed out and the last crust crumbs were swept away, Greg says the chamber's work isn't done. And because of our ethnic diversity, I would love to extend it beyond pizzerias to places like your favorite Chinese food, your favorite dim sum, you name it. We can slice it in a lot of different uh, different places. But I want to increase this just basically to get the attention on all of our restaurants who were so damaged by this insipid COVID that we had. Celebrating restaurants in Queens is particularly important to Grec, the entire chamber, and the borough as a whole. Because after all, food defines the neighborhood. With WFUV News, I'm Megan Oftermat. And that's our show for today. I'm Noah Osborne. And I'm Christina Lulich. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.